Why are men and boys struggling? And what should we do about it? In a world of chaos and our attention is being pulled in different directions, the Pursuing Truth podcast is seeking the solution by having authentic conversations that are aimed to impact culture. Hello and welcome back to the Pursuing Truth podcast. I'm your host, Levi Brickley. I got uh, my best friend Ryan here with me. And I know you guys probably get tired of him more than you get tired of me, which is kind of crazy because you get to listen to me all the time. But uh, here he is. No, I'm kidding. You probably get tired of me too, but I don't know. Maybe you just continue to return because you like being irritated. I don't know. But anyways, it's all good, fun, and games. I'm kind of in a goofy, humorous mood. So take take things lightly today. We're going to be talking about, you know, the dating world and all that good stuff. Uh, we have no structure on this. I, you know, uh, I got to say, there's these, uh, there's these uh, Pursuing Truth podcast tumblers that have been, I guess, flying out of the hotel room because the girl that makes them for me is currently living in a hotel room and and makes them out of there and sends them out on the on the road. And she does a phenomenal job, gets them to uh, the people that buy the tumblers within just a couple weeks or a couple days, excuse me, because I know Will ended up buying one. We talked about that at the end of last week's episode with Brody. And, uh, yeah, so if you'd like to buy a tumbler, it is in the description. I don't make money on them. It's simply just to inspire conversation. That's all. I just want to give you guys a way to uh, show support for the platform and also to inspire conversation with your peers and friends and family and all that good stuff. So, Ryan, I was thinking about this because, you know, I just got back from a three-and-a-half-hour car ride. You were Springfield. thinking, huh? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think too often. But <laughs> I, I did happen to think today, which is surprising. And um, I, I was just in a in a little, like, defensive tactics training down in Springfield, Missouri. So you see me. If and honestly, you're that's why I was kind of nervous to come over here today. Because you thought I was going to take out all of my <laughs> yeah, new thought, tactics on you? <laughs> yep. Well, I was I really tempted like when you first. a corner or something. I was really tempted when you first walked into the door, but I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to break anything in the studio. Like I had everything set up. And so I didn't want the camera to be adjusted or any of the lighting or anything like that. <laughs> Definitely didn't care about your safety. That wasn't my concern. So. I didn't think so. And that's what I was worried about walking in here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, so you, you tell me your, your perspectives on this. And the reason why we're talking about dating today is because we haven't done a conversation on dating. And I know, a lot of my perspectives on the dating world has changed a over time. A lot has changed since the dating in the XYZ. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> did we did a podcast together about a year and a half ago called Dating in the XYZ Generation, which was lonely and depressed Ryan and Levi. I'm <laughs> um, trying to work That's through what our articulation <laughs> of the <laughs> yeah, right? Uh trying to work through our articulation of the dating world and I think there was a little bit of resentment towards women and in the, exactly those and at that time it was fresh like the cuts were fresh and we probably shouldn't have done it at that time <laughs> no but now i feel like it's a perfect time since we've been out of the game for a while <laughs> yeah what 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 does that mean to be out of the game of dating though what do you mean by that i mean like we haven't been in a relationship forever well you haven't been in a relationship forever i mean well, i'm yeah. like four or five months out well I, I guess i should just be talking about myself then how does that feel? I've been single for two years. How does that feel to watch your best friend get in a relationship while you're still single and wanting a relationship? 
I'll never forget my last <laughs> my last girlfriend that I had. Levi was uh, single at the time, and he just looked at both of us and said, "I cannot believe that <laughs> you have a girlfriend and I'm single." <laughs> <laughs> so I think you know how it feels. <laughs> it's demoralizing, and it's just like you you ask yourself, "What's wrong with you?" But then there are times that, like, whenever you are single, that it's incredible. Yeah. Like, part of me wouldn't change being single for the world, but, like, there are some days that I feel like I wish I had a relationship, just somebody to watch movies with and stuff. What What's the benefit to being single? I mean, if if you're having... If you're having a great time with being single, like what 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 is it that makes it so great? Honestly, like being carefree, I guess. Like you don't have to worry about how she feels, how she perceives that, things. or like I guess you just don't have the uh, for me, anyways, the constant doubt of like you know like them leaving. I don't have that on my mind nonstop. And so then, you're so saying my it's thing is whenever I'm in a relationship, the whole time in my head, I have the end in mind. So that way, whenever it happens, I'm not as surprised. But at the same time, the end happens. I knew it, it was coming all along and it still surprises me every time. It's a, that sounds really hopeless. Well, whenever <laughs> you get left every time. <laughs> and I mean, like, so coincidences I, you know we, we talked the last few podcasts ago i don't really believe in them and every time that <laughs> one of the girls that i'm dating leaves she ends up marrying the next guy i'm just that stepping stone into the next relationship but 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 do you think that maybe that's like divine protection from god like obviously it wasn't meant to to work out between you guys Oh, yeah. Whatever it's meant to be will stay. But so, no. And like, I'm not if saying it's meant like, to be, it'll be. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, honestly, whenever the breakups are fresh, I would never say this. But like now that I'm two years out of anything, I can honestly say that I'm happy those didn't work out. And yeah. it took a long time for me to be able to say that and not just say it, but feel it as well. Do you think that that's all it really took was just like time of being by yourself to like feel content and happy with yourself and happy. I with feel like after a breakup, at? you have to go through the depression. Like you have to face it because going through depression and everything like that, like what you and I did, if you have friends constantly with you, why am I hearing? Is that turned on? You're probably hearing it through the headphones over there. but Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're fine. They, they kind of got... <clears throat> I forgot what I was saying. Oh, but we had to go through loneliness. We had to go through depression. What's the benefit to going through those emotions? And, and, that, and that's what I was about to say is I feel like you kind of have to go through that because in the midst of that, you get to thinking more like you're constantly in your head. And if you play your cards right and you, you're working your mind right you realize like not just all the good memories that you had, but also the bad ones and why it didn't work out and what to look for in the next relationship. Yeah. And I think that it affords you the opportunity to explore new things in your life. For instance, you, 
you started playing piano. Um, you've gone on a few trips that you probably wouldn't have gone on otherwise if you were in a relationship. I think that you've had the opportunity to have the openness to experience, which has afforded you the opportunity to learn new things about yourself that you enjoy. And yeah. that's one thing about me. Like, if I wasn't single, and we, I would have never, and I would have never explored podcasting. You know, I would have never explored social media content creation. And in my exploration of those things, I find thorough enjoyment in something that I never thought that I would enjoy. For instance, when I was 19 years old and I was in my first serious relationship, I thought it was weird as hell that people walked around with selfie sticks. Now I sit in a studio with three or four cameras on me, a microphone. (laughs) 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 And it's like, it's like I was closed minded to it. You know, Let's not forget this a few years back. I was on. I was scrolling on TikTok, and I was sitting on the couch that was in here at the time. And he's like, "And Levi just says, man, I just don't get how people like uh, TikTok. Social media is dumb. All this stuff." Fast forward a couple of years, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Yep. Here we are. Platform of over eighty-five thousand followers, and what a what a blessing! And having the opportunity to sit down with Brody last week and talk about the 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 meaning and the purpose behind all of it, and affording me the opportunity to explore really my spirituality, my mental, all of it. Like this has afforded me the opportunity to do so. It's been therapy for me throughout the last two two and a half years for me to explore my thoughts in the most deep articulate way that I can conjure up in my mind and I think that I thoroughly enjoy that but I want to ask you this question about dating what is your thoughts on the hot and cold game the hot and cold game all right kind of elaborate on that so maybe you're talking to somebody and it seems as if they're kind of pulling away so do you pursue harder or do you pull back as well to see it, like kind of testing the waters like that, that push. I pull feel game. like the majority of people would say that you like, if it's something that you want, you got to like grip onto it and you got to keep on pulling harder for it. But I'm the kind of person that like, I would start shying away. That's just the type of person I am. It's cause like, I I'm afraid of coming on too strong. Yeah. And like if the person's like straying away, it's obviously for something. But then again, a lot of people say you miss 100% shots you don't take. So like if you don't, like if it's a girl that you want or a guy that you want and they're straying away, if it's somebody that you want, you have to grip on and go for the ride. Yeah, but do you think like you can pursue too hard? Oh, you yeah. grip on too hard? Oh, yeah, because some people would start, like, I don't know. Some people would think you'd be a control freak is what they consider it. Because you're overly possessive. So how do you think that a man can pursue without being overly possessive? Honestly, and this is probably why nothing ever goes my way in the dating world, communicating it. That with every girl that I've ever so give dated. an example of of what you mean like put put that into context like explain that so if I feel like a girl is starting to like fade away a little bit like we were st- steadily talking for a while and after like 
two weeks, it starts kind of dwindling. And if it's a girl that I'm actually interested in, then I would just communicate that to them. Like, hey, I've noticed that things are kind of different now from whenever we first started talking. I thought that we were having like good conversation, a yeah. good, good time and everything. And I would just conversate that to her and just explain what I what I thought, like my doubts. And honestly, that's the kind of person that I'd want. Is somebody that's open and honest with you. Mm-hmm. And so that's why if you are open and honest and they're open and honest back, like worst thing possible is them saying, yeah, like I don't want this. I thought I did, but I didn't. And it's good to get that out of the way. So the, the, the important part to pull from that is, is reciprocal. When, when you open up honesty, are they willing to be honest back? And if they're willing to be honest back and say, look, these are a few challenges that I see with you, a few things that just kind of throw me off. And what should you do in that situation? Should you reassure? Is that, is that like a, a pursuit to reassure? Like an honest reassurance of like, no, this is actually how I feel. And this is why I feel the way I do about you. And honestly, I feel like with relationships, I've been through like so much hell that mm-hmm. getting, getting told that, hey, like I'm just not that into you anymore. I don't think that would hurt me as bad as we continue on with the conversation. I think I have a chance and it just like leading me on. Mm-hmm. That would hurt way worse. And it's like old. rejection is refinement mm-hmm. because I think it shows you a few things. Maybe what you can work on as an individual. I think a lot of us men, when we're rejected, we kind of internalize that and we think, oh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I don't think that that's healthy, that, that we're like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? It could be something that's wrong with how they perceive you, right? Maybe they're fearful of getting into that committed relationship because every relationship in the past has led to utter hell in their own personal life that they know if they open up to you because they like you, that it could lead to potential heartbreak for them in the future. And so there's this innate fear in the dating world right now where I think a lot of people resonate in that I don't want to open up because if I open up, then I'm vulnerable to being hurt again. And it's those same people that say that the pa- don't let your past define you. Yeah. And then whenever it comes into like the relationship talk and everything like that, by them saying that, that's letting your past define you. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's like letting that insecurity and the fear take over. Yeah. And I, I, I would say this as well. I, I think that that's a person in a place that isn't ready. Mm. Um, I, I think the place to be ready is when ma- that fear is innate. I'm fearful of being hurt, Ryan. I, I, I don't want a woman to walk away from me that I intrinsically, I mean, I just care about just because who she is. I just intrinsically who she is, is awesome to me. And I don't want to lose somebody who I think is, is utterly awesome. Somebody I've been looking for. I don't want her to walk away because that's going to hurt me. But in order for me to experience that level of love, I have to open up to her to make myself vulnerable to being hurt, to being rejected. It's like that song, If You Want Love by NF. So how does somebody find security in the potential of not um, getting a person that they desire? Like the, maybe like the personality, the beliefs, the values, all these things align with that individual. But for some reason, it just 
doesn't work out. How do you resonate with that when you've been looking for that person for a long time? You know, honestly, that's a hard question because I really don't know. Like, if all the things are in order, it'd be hard to give that person up. Like, you, you want to make it work. So, like, if they start stirring away, you have to, like, if all of her morals line up with yours, everything like that, she starts slipping away, you have to fight for it. And I will say that. I, w- I wish... I wish sometimes I would have fought harder. I think if you talk to, and and I, I know this is a little bit different than the context of which we're talking, but I think that you have to look at it from what somebody who's been married to one person for like 30, 40 years, and they'll say, I had to fight for my partner at times. Like I had to fight for the love. I didn't feel like I loved them but I had to choose to still love them through my feelings of not loving them. I still had to fight for them. I still had to choose to love them at times. And there has to be a healthy way of, of going about that, right? Like there were times where I felt disrespected. Like I felt like I wasn't valued in relationships, this and that. And there comes a point where I, I have to choose to step up and take responsibility, change the things that, I'm doing that makes her disrespect me, right? Like I have to be aware of those things. I have to recognize them. If I fail to recognize them, then I probably deserve to be disrespected because I'm not stepping up as a man. That's how I feel about myself now. I don't think I could have ever looked at myself that way three, four years ago. But ultimately, this is something that we experience in relationships, right? Is we experience the ebbs and the flows of relationships. Like they, it's kind of that hot and cold conversation that we were just talking about. There's, there's a time when you're on fire for this person. And there's a time when that fire's put out and you got to fight for them. And the reason why I wanted to have this conversation about the hot and cold thing is like, how do we healthily do that? How do we work through that that in a healthy way. Effective communication. That's a great point. Um, what's another way? Healthy communication. This is a good time for the crickets. I, I, I think, I, well, maybe that's where, you know, you, lo- you leave it at that. Grandma used to always tell me, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Grandma used to always tell me that. And so maybe that's the time that you actually draw back. And it's not because you're being manipulative. You've effectively communicated how you feel and what you think. And if they're still not reciprocal, maybe they were reciprocal in the honesty. Mm. But their honesty, what we talked about, was a rejection. And in that rejection, maybe that's where we draw back. Because we did that in a healthy way. We're not playing this like, let, let me mess with your emotions by not communicating it, you know, and pulling away with the expectation that, that she pushes in, right? Um, one of the tactics that I learned last week, at, <laughs> and that, that, that's the reason why I keep using that terminology, because one of the tactics that we learned in um, armbar uh, 
the 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 bent arm and the in the reverse arm bar That's reverse the bent arm bar is <laughs> I know because you know I get rowdy you know but uh, that was one of the things I learned you know was that um, if you're trying to go into a straight arm bar so their arms out like this and they go to pull away from you well you just go into that and you do a different move you go with them you know and in 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 relationships. Do you, do you want to go in when they've already pulled away? I, I I don't think with relationships in that context where you're trying to establish a relationship that you want to pull in as they pull in. That's actually a pretty good analogy. Right. Like you actually want to show maybe that you're still there, but not be closed off to something new that's about to come. Because ultimately this is where a trust in God comes right, is that mm-hmm. she can pull away and she can go her own way. But my security isn't in her, right? My security is in God. And I, and I do want to bring up one of our conversations from, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month or two ago. But uh, whenever we were talking about, like, how we were single and how we were constantly in our mind thinking of like the person we just got in, out of a relationship with and stuff and really putting in your mindset that she's not your God. And that's yeah. something that you told me and I never saw it from that perspective. And you know, like there were times where I just constantly thought about my ex and everything like that, just nonstop, like super depressed all the time. And there for a while, like even though you don't like see it, like, if somebody says, oh, you see her as, like, your God and stuff, but that's what you, all your mind and your energy is going to. Right, like, your your mind revolves around her. Mm-hmm. All of your emotions, all of your thoughts, where you want to go in life, all of these things, you kind of create this path with her in your mind, and that path hasn't been manifested yet. You know, that that manifestation actually takes time when that relationship is developed to see where both of you guys grow together on this path alongside each other. And if it hasn't got to that point yet and we're creating this path without them being alongside us, then we lead ourselves to a place where our whole world revolves around them and we're actually playing a total falsehood in our mind it's like a movie you know it's not it's not even real but we want something that's real and that's the reason why we create this image of them it's, and then it's insane when, how your mind could play tricks on you yeah and then so this is where awareness is so important in your singleness ultimately is where are you at emotionally yeah you like the girl She's not 100% interested in you, though. Do you have the ability to pull yourself back in the thoughts that you have in the future with her? Because you better. Otherwise, you will be hurt. And that's not necessarily a defense tactic of, of, you know, protecting your heart. And, you know, and that's hard because I'm one of those people that I like to, I don't just dip my feet in, dude. I dive head first. (laughs) and dude it never works out and (laughs) now this again this is this is in context 
of her already saying she's not fully interested in you. Uh, okay. This isn't in context of her being interested in you because you don't want to play this game. Like you you want to go with the with the flow. You want to yeah. go with the flow. And you definitely don't want to go on uh, come on too strong. Yeah, and you don't want to come on too strong. So I think that the healthy place is to recognize she's not your God. The path that you've created in your mind is not real. And to hone back in on what your responsibilities and your purpose is. And that is a healthy way to navigate the dating world. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. But um, another thing that I was thinking about on my three and a half hour drive from Springfield was how has alcohol contributed to how you feel? So something I noticed whenever I whenever I'd come over here and we'd drink a lot and everything is, you know, during the time that we were just drinking and everything, it wasn't bad at all. Like mentally, mm-hmm. I felt like free. And that was just temporary, like temporary pleasure because as soon as I got home, all of it just flooded in. And we went to the cowboy in Oklahoma City a few weeks ago, you know, and like my birthday, September 15th. And, yep. and I haven't, I haven't drank in a while and I haven't been in a depressed mood at all in a while and so we were at this bar and i had a couple drinks and it was my first time in a long time drinking it felt and i went out to the back patio and sat by myself just in my thoughts and i'm like the only time that i'm ever get back into these thoughts is if i'm drinking what were you thinking just about the past and everything. Like, how lonely you are. <laughs> how you don't have anybody to enjoy this time with. Well. And you find yourself in an unfamiliar place in Oklahoma City at a bar called the Cowboy with three guys who are just as lonely as you are <laughs> and getting drunk. Yep. And ultimately what you're doing is this is a place to meet somebody that I could potentially build something with, and then you realize, well, that's not going to go the way I want it to go, right? Like, we got, I, I, got, I got turned down quite a few times that night. Yeah, well, you just don't look that good. I know, but, like, the personality <laughs> should have made up for it. Yeah, but... <laughs> you know, I get them laughing enough, their eyes are closed, they won't be able to see me, and they're going to think I'm an awesome guy. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that, that brings up another thought in my mind. And if, if, if I had out the iPad, I, I would make a note of this because I want to come back to it, but I want to continue this conversation about the cowboy because that night was the first night that I had drank. I, the, I did the 75 hard. I actually did. Let me, let me rephrase that. So we, we had an awards little thing that, that one of my coworkers did at work, um, just the weekend before that. And, um, it, it was the first weekend of, of September. And on that weekend, we had the award ceremony, and I got awarded the 75 Soft Challenge. 
Now, the reason why I got awarded the 75 <laughs> soft challenge. Now, if you guys remember the podcast I was making at the 1st of July, like I was talking about how I was so committed to the 75 hard challenge. Like oh, was and he was because he would show up at my house banging on my window to make sure I'd get up. Yep, to go to the gym. He was motivated. I wasn't. <laughs> so so if you remember those podcast episodes, I, I told you the rules of the 75 hard challenge. Two 45-minute workouts a day, a gallon of water, 10 pages of reading, a diet of your choice, and no alcohol. Um, so the reason why I was awarded the 75 soft challenge is because I did no alcohol. I maintained the diet for the most part. I kind of had a falling out there towards the end. I also had a falling out with, with the working out that I was strong on on the gallon of water, and I was pretty well structured on just that's kind of a, a habit, a hobby that I have of of reading or journaling, being involved in, in something to do with literature. Uh, so that, that wasn't even a challenge for me. I drink a lot of water. That wasn't a challenge for me. But no alcohol was a challenge for me. I mean, every time I passed by a liquor store, I was like, oh, dang, dude, a bush latte sounds freaking phenomenal, bro. And so what was interesting to me that night at the Cowboy was – I had my first Budweiser in two and a half months. And as I take that first sip for the first time in 12 years, I remember the exhale where I could actually feel the alcohol. <laughs> and you looked over at me and said that as we went up those stairs. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude. <laughs> What in the world? I never experienced this, you know, not since like the first time I drank alcohol, but once, once I drank alcohol for the first time, I was hooked, you know, I loved it. I didn't want to quit. Um, and obviously you guys have known from the conversations I've had on the podcast, all these challenges I've experienced due to my alcohol problems. So this was the first time that I took responsibility of taking control of alcohol in my life and how it impacted me. And so that night, I drank six Budweiser's at the start because they were a dollar beer. So we slammed those in the first hour, right? It came 10 oh, yeah, o'clock. We kept going. Yep, it came 10 o'clock, and it was liquor time, time to get liquored up. So I got Crown Apple, and I did the double shot short with Sprite. That's my, my drink of choice, typically, because it's just so good. And um, I had that one drink. And all I remembered was being pulled out of the bar at 2.30 in the morning. Started that first drink at 10 o'clock. So I, I imagine I was back to back to back to back. And I remember little flashes here and there. But obviously my tolerance level had been significantly, uh, you know, decreased uh, over two and a half months. So my point in saying all of that was... I was a was, lightweight that night. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we both were. <laughs> And so my point in saying all that is, is here I am drunk for the first time in two and a half months, having a good time with my friends, enjoying my birthday. It was a great time. But the next day, I recognized something about myself. Man, I'm lonely. I'm depressed. That's what alcohol can do, dude. So here I was on the 14th of September, Completely content being single. Completely happy. Looking forward to going to Oklahoma City. Well, kind of. I mean, that wasn't really a thought in our mind on the 14th. That was a... Uh, you were like, September let's 15th. go on this spontaneous <laughs> yeah, trip. Yeah, it, it was spontaneous <laughs> on my birthday. But 
regardless, here I was content, happy, single, you know, all these great things. I'm in the best position of my life, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all these great things. And here I am, I'm drunk the next day. And then the following day, I'm now sad, lonely, and depressed. Interesting how it all turned around. But what was the contributing factor to that? Alcohol. <laughs> exactly. So then my question to myself, which I can never recognize otherwise because of my 12 years of alcohol abuse, was how much did alcohol contribute to my loneliness and depression? Telling you, that's why they call it spirits. They call and it spirits. That was, that was an epiphany for me. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, I want to continue this because I don't want to lose, lose the train of thought here. Uh, but my question to you is, is, do you know that? Are you aware of that? How much alcohol or something that you're doing in your life is contributing to your feelings of loneliness and inadequacy? Obviously, you know, for the next few weeks, I actually battled. I battled. And I'm not saying I battled to go back to alcohol. I battled with those thoughts of loneliness and, and depression, which resulted in me not making a podcast pretty much for the whole month of September. Now, I know you've been on the road. You live alone. But being out on the road alone, did it get you thinking more? Like, were you constantly in your head? Or did you feel less alone because you felt like there was more opportunity? This conversation comes at an interesting time. Because I'm right back where I was on September 14th. Happy, content, single. And I met a woman a couple weeks ago. Went on a date. Absolutely phenomenal date. And then afterwards, we'd just been clicking. You know? Uh, talking about values, talking about um, long-term goals, um, our personalities, our our love for genuine conversation and honesty. I met her, you know, just a week and a half ago, and I I got to give a little backstory. To this, um, so I actually matched with her on Bumble like back in early spring. And I followed her on Instagram. And throughout the last few months, I've seen her stories and stuff like that on her Instagram. And they were things that I'm thoroughly interested in. You guys know, and it seems like I say something about Jordan Peterson every podcast. I'm really interested in Jordan Peterson. One thing that stuck out to me at one time, she made a few posts about Jordan Peterson. I'm going to swipe up on that. I'm going to provoke conversation. Now, this woman is absolutely stunning. She's Drop dead gorgeous, like 120% my type. If, if I called my mom right now live on the podcast and I said, mom, name off three attributes that Levi looks for in a woman physically. What are they, Ryan? <laughs> Go for it. Say it. Smile. Personality. No. Smile. Physical. Oh, physical. Okay. So smile. Smile, Burnett, and good physique. Is that would you call brown eyes? That? Brown eyes. Brown eyes. You know I like brown eyed women. Burnett's brown eyes. Sober you side. Know what they sorry. say about people with brown eyes? I could say this because I'm brown eyed, and I've heard it a million times. 
Dark brown hair and a neck tattoo. I am next to you, but it. I'm a thousand miles away. Something like that. Sorry, it just they, came they into my head. They're full of something. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's what. But ultimately, that that's what my type is, right? Yo, yeah. And so she meets all these physical attributes, but then she's posting things that I like as well. So I'm not the type of person to be a simp in the DMs of social media. I don't just talk about the physical attributes of somebody. I want to talk about the thoughts and ideas of somebody. What are their values? Because ultimately, what am I looking for? I'm not looking for a woman to have a one-night stand with. I'm not looking for a woman to have playtime with for three months. I'm not looking for the ideal physical woman. I'm looking for the ideal intellectual woman who also has those physical attributes with the personality of humor where I can allow myself to be goofy and silly in ways that professionally on the platform, I don't always get to be. I don't always get to be that way at work. I work a professional job, so I don't always get to be that way. So I want a woman who I get to be that way with because it's kind of my escape from my professional life. And I, and now that you say that, and we were talking about like, you know, like battling the thoughts of being lonely and everything like that. Nowadays, I don't really feel lonely, but I mean like after a bad day at work, like it would be just nice to have somebody to confide to, you know, yeah. like. Because I mean, I know I could I could text you or call you at any time, and we could be on the phone. But, uh, but I'm the sweetest person you've ever met. Why would you want to talk to a woman? Because <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna marry you, Levi. <laughs> Dang it! I know it breaks your heart. <laughs> Dang it! So so where this all resonated from was you know being on the road for the last week being in a hotel room and you know did that make me feel more lonely you know because obviously i don't get to mitigate my loneliness by hanging out with ryan (laughs) so (laughs) i i I had to be alone but that would have been a better question how how did you survive without me um (laughs) i was i was afforded the opportunity to spend a lot of of time on the phone with her um which was really good for me um Really good for me to get to know her a little bit more. Uh, and I, I got to enjoy that. So, and, and that's the thing that I've also noticed about like any relationship. It's great to start out on the phone because on the phone, it requires conversation. Whereas like being in person, I mean, yeah, you do conversate and everything like that, but there's millions of things that could distract you. But like being on the phone is more intentional. Yeah. You know what I loved about the date? with her though what you guys weren't on your phone we 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 weren't pen pals like yeah i sent these messages and she wanted to explore a conversation about what i do on the podcast and why it's meaningful to me and that's ultimately what sparked up you know going on date because we wanted to have this conversation in person but what it afforded me to do with her was to ask her all of the basic questions that you'd ask somebody at the beginning of anything. You have kids. Have you been married? How old are you? All of these things. I didn't know those things when I went to see her. <laughs> you know? It's kind of like a blind date, huh? Yeah, really. It, 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 it kind of was. It kind of was. And um, 
I walked away from that like, wow, that 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 was really kind of nice because I think in today's world we have social media, we have all of these ways to gain information on somebody. I d- I didn't want that to ruin uh, the takeaway from authentic conversation. Now one could say, oh well, that's kind of scary. Uh, life is about risks. I I I like to live a little edgy sometimes, and maybe to some degree that's a little edgy, but. It's also the openness to experience. I want to explore that. Uh, obviously, I can talk, you know. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, There's no doubt about that. But I wasn't that way three, four years ago. I couldn't just go up and talk to anybody. Uh, my job forced me into that. Podcasting forced me into that. Sitting behind this microphone and exploring my thoughts on my own time and listening to myself in the past and being like, wow, you're an idiot. Don't say that again. Uh afforded me the opportunity to kind of make some corrections on my ability to communicate effectively. You know me, I've always been able to talk to about just anybody. And tonight <laughs> we were at Fiesta. <laughs> you <laughs> shot, you shot? No, we were sitting on the, at the bar area and we were watching the Celtics game. And I just, in front of us, I was talking to the manager and then there was these two waitresses talking yeah. And one was a senior in high school, dude. And uh, she was saying how her and her boyfriend love each other very much. And that uh, they're about to graduate and all this stuff. And I looked over and I said, this must be your first boyfriend. She said, yeah, we're very in love. And I said, yeah, that's, that ain't going to work. <laughs> and like, I hate to be that kind of person, but like, most of those kind of relationships don't really work out. Yeah. Uh, some of them do. Some of them do. <laughs> um, no, but you know, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not right. You <laughs> <Yeah. know? laughs> but it just like, I think out loud sometimes. And that was one of those moments. Yeah. And which could come off as, wow, he's a prick. Uh, but <laughs> Hey, you know, and this this was another thought that, that I thought about, you know. Are we naive to who we are choosing to be with? How do you identify red flags? And how do you react when you see a red flag? I, I don't Everybody's red flags are different. But, like, for me... Guy friends. Guy friends. So if she has guy friends, but you really like this girl, her personality is great, her values align, she has guy friends. Here's how how I do see you it. react to that? If she has guy friends, and my questions are, how often are they talking? Do they hang out? Is he going to be spending time with us? And those questions circle my mind. And, you know, I'm one of those people that, like, if I'm in a relationship, she has a guy friend, and she constantly talks about him, I'm going to say something. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like, a lot of people would think that I'd be coming off as a jerk, but I'd probably come at it a little bit aggressive, too, because, like, one, if we're dating, like, you're my girl, you know, I got to be kind of defend defensive. You got to be a little bit possessive yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah, and not like, you know, scream at her and say, you can't talk to this dude and all that stuff. Right. Because that would be coming off way too strong. <laughs> mm. 
what's a healthy way to be possessive? Communicate it. <laughs> and and uh, I, I feel like it's very important to talk about that kind of stuff before, like, fully committing. Yeah. That, and that that's something that I've kind of realized. And So do you have friends that are girls currently? Yeah. If she said to you that I feel the same way about girlfriends, how would you react? Would you defend them? You know, and and you know me, and I'll I'll stand by this, but because uh, you can't have a double standard, I, I, I've always denied it. But uh, you know, whenever I'm in a relationship, I'm fully in it, and like you are, you I, give up I, I on no, everything. I normally stop yeah. talking to and hanging out with my friends, and you know that. Yeah. So if she had a problem with one of my girlfriends, it'd probably be the same way. <laughs> you know, like I can't have that expectation of her if she can't have the same for me. So how can you identify that she is a genuine friend and that that friendship should probably be continued? That's my and still, and still, <laughs> and still allow her to be secure. What's something that you could do? And, and that, that's honestly a good question. Dude, I, and this is harsh. This is harsh. But have you seen those? Uh, I, I can't think of the YouTube channel that does this. Where they walk up to somebody and they say, do you have girlfriends? And you're with your girlfriend, your current girlfriend. Do you have girlfriends? I've seen these TikToks. Yes, yes. <laughs> do you think that they want to have sex with you? No, no, I don't think she wants to have sex with me. So they tell you, hey, call her right now and say you and your girlfriend just broke up and ask her if she'd like to come over and sleep with you. Mm. And if you call her and she says, yeah, I'll be over there at 8 o'clock. There you go. That's not a true platonic friendship, correct? Mm -hmm. So can we also put that into the context of having our woman potentially do that? Maybe even in the singleness. Because friendship doesn't change whether you're in a relationship or not. A genuine friendship doesn't change, right? Mm. Like, Ryan, I love you, okay? No, I'm not going to say that because my humor is going down a dark path and I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> my humor is going down a dark path. Dude, whenever you said that, I was about to say this is about to be <laughs> yeah, it's going to be greasy. Normally, whenever you say, whenever you start oh, off something, man, I, I should have done I love that. You, I'm but. sorry to the listeners. <laughs> this is how this is how this is how guys talk to one another, ladies. Like this is just our humor, you know. Um, and a lot of guys talk this way, okay. And it's it's nothing it's nothing to be taken like you know full. Full on. You ever hear Levi say, I love you, but you know something's about to come out that's pretty messed up. <laughs> like I said, I'm goofy and I have a dark humor that I often don't share on, on the podcast. But anyways, uh, if I think that that's fair, right? Hey, I'm 
going to be at the house tonight alone. I wanted to see if you wanted to come over and watch a movie with me and cuddle. Well, that's, that's why I was and, here. And but he's like, said, he's like, all right, podcast. I'll be there. If he's like, all right, I'll be there. There we go. He's not a real friend because friendship doesn't change whether you're in a relationship or not. Right. Um, so there's also this, this question of what makes him a genuine friend? Do you guys have similar interests? What impact do they play in your life? And why are you guys friends? What do you guys like to do with each other that, you know, maybe that's being on the phone for an extended amount of time, having conversations. What are you guys talking about? Has there ever been any type of physical attraction towards one another and have those things been verbalized in the past? And I feel like that's a very good, like, important question to ask, too, about, like, guy friends, girlfriends. Like, do you guys have a past together? Right. Because, honestly, if you have a past together, then I don't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. Because that's normally whenever, you know, like, they're going to be lingering throughout your whole relationship and just ready for you to blow it. Right. Might not even be waiting. <laughs> I think especially for guys. I think it's really it's it's really hard because it's really subjective to each individual, right? Like I I I, I hate to generalize, but I do have this natural tendency and maybe that's just because I would be on the receiving end of her having guy friends, so I think all of the guys want to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. Right? But then I have friends that are girls that I don't want to sleep with that I talk to regularly. And it that, that door's never been open. But why do I think that men are worse, these other men are worse than me then? Then am I being egotistical? Am I being like too involved in myself to see the truth? Like I don't know this guy. So should I at least have the openness to meet him, see who he is, see how he engages with her, see how he looks at her? And this is another thing for me, and this is something like I struggle with, and like I'm not saying it's not like guys can't do the same, but in all of my relationships, it has ended the exact same way. So like whenever I think of people getting out of relationships, it seems like girls move on like 20,000 times faster than guys. Yeah. And I'm not saying there there are some guys that can move on quick too, but I mean like if you, as a man if you 100% like you're into this girl like you guys have been together for a while and everything like that, you have this connection with her. How can you just move on just like that? A man without many options doesn't have the opportunity to choose the person that Think about that. Because a woman who is attractive and is on social media, generally you can make the assumption that she has men in her DMs and she has a plethora of options. So the challenge with men is often you settle with who chooses you. So the woman is often making the choice. And you... (laughs) You are left with the options that choose you 
Well, I feel like I'm in like PE class and I'm getting chose last because <laughs> <laughs> it ain't ever coming. <laughs> I might not be chosen I don't, at all. I, I don't know, but that's true. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, you have you have the personality. There's obviously things you need to work on. Those are discussions oh, yeah. that you and I personally have that we won't share here. There's things that that you need to work on uh, to be a man that a quality woman um, deserves to have from you. And I think like that's fundamental to us men is becoming the men that our future woman needs and desires. I think oftentimes we get so we victimize ourselves so much to what's going on in the dating world and seeing all of these women do things that we don't That's like to say. see as if we critics. as if we are possessive of them and that their choices on how they live out their life whether that be you know going on only fans or you know being on instagram and posting half nude pictures or how they conduct themselves on tiktok all these things i've been guilty of too but i can't be possessive of those women they get to do do and live their life however they want they just would be women that i simply just wouldn't choose to be with that's that simple so that's where i choose who i'm going to pursue but again i think it just comes back to just evolution that men have always been the pursuant of the woman sometimes women a woman will pursue a man but it's not always i i think it happens far more for men to pursue women is, is my point in saying that so they have options that we typically don't have and we just choose to settle with who is willing to choose us that sounds bad. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yes. I mean, I but, but I mean, like, it, it's but true, there's, though. There, there's truth to it. Mm -hmm. I, I've experienced it a lot. There's There's been women who I wanted that I was rejected by. It, it, it's, just, it's just really a, a fascinating thing to me because I think about women. And I'm like, if you have all of these options, how do you choose a good man? How do you identify a good man? So, Ryan, what are some areas that you think that a woman can look for in a good man from your perspective as a man? I don't know. Having every relationship, and this is something I've failed in all three of mine, is like having a foundation I, i've never had that and you know i've never put god first in any of my relationships i've failed in that in many aspects and honestly having a relationship with god and a, and a leader is what a female should be looking for and somebody who can you know provide so how does she oh I want to stop you there. Just how does she identify a leader? What are attributes of a leader that a woman can look for in a man? Honestly, I feel kind of stumped here. Okay. I'll, I mean, obviously, I, I have some thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, Otherwise, I, I wouldn't I ask you the did. question. 
I think a couple ways that you can identify if a man is a leader is how does he conduct himself in his own life? Does he take responsibility for his actions in his life? And if he does take responsibility for actions in his own life, who is he affecting? Ryan, there's areas that I know that I've made in my life that have affected you, right? I know that there's areas where I have stepped up and it has inspired change for other men. I, I know that by the, by the emails and the messages that I've received for the podcast. It's not a seek of validation or anything of what I'm doing. It's because that's my purpose in doing it is because that's who I want to impact our other men to step up and take responsibility in their life. So in some context, that is a leader. And I'm not saying like I have it all figured out and I'm the best leader in the world. I fail and I'm inadequate in multiple areas of my life. And I'm well aware of where I'm inadequate. But I do know that it is my fundamental responsibility that if my goal is to inspire other men is to have conversations like ones we're having right now and putting that out into the world and seeing where it goes and who it impacts. Because fundamentally, I believe that is my purpose is to be here, be present, be present in the conversation, have real, authentic, just exploration of thoughts and ideas that brings us to the recognition that maybe we can be more than what we currently are. And once we start recognizing that in ourselves, then we can be effective in leading. And then once we become effective in our leadership, then a woman can identify it. So what were some other things beyond that about areas that a woman can identify a good man? I feel like you nailed it there. <laughs> that was actually really good. Well, I'm I'm not looking for that, but give me some more. <laughs> give me some more. I'm hammering you with questions, dude. I got 400 milligrams of caffeine in me. I can spout off all night just a gazillion questions. With this, I would not be good at. Uh, so, um, what was another example that you gave? Or did you lose everything in your mind from just me explaining that? You lost it. That's fine. Uh, let's see. So another thing that a woman can identify in a man is, is he responsible or excuse me, independent? Is he independent? Who does he rely on? Independent and dependable. Yeah. Because if he's independent, then he is dependable. If he's independent with the mindset to be independent in his singleness, to prepare for her. Independent that I'm not going to allow another woman to come into my life out of my loneliness. I want the right woman for me. Because I believe, this is, this is Levi, I believe that everything I'm doing right now is for her. Whatever platform, whatever money I make, whatever house I buy, whatever financial decisions I make, whatever I do to affect impact into the world, all of that is intended for her. And I'm talking about physical here for the world, right? All of it fundamentally in my life is for Christ. 
right? Because I'm called to what? Sacrifice for her as Christ sacrificed for the church. Love her as Christ loved the church. So all of this is intended for her. So when you, when you look at that is how independent is he? Because if he's independent, then he can be dependable because he's developed something to give, to provide to her. One of the things that Ryan Mickler says on the Order of Man podcast all the time is provide, preside, and protect. Those are the three fundamental attributes of a man that a woman can identify. So that's another thing, protection. How do you offer protection to a woman? Is it just the guy that goes up to her at the bar? No. I think one area that you can protect is by identity. Oh, this is going to be harsh, and women are not going to like this. (laughs) But what's one thing that you and I know about other men? How we think. And what's one thing that you often see with women? about how they think about men. They're dogs. They, well, they may be, be able to identify, you know, that men are bad and men just want me to sleep with them and blah, 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 all these things. But how are you playing a role in that? How are you dressing? How are you engaging on your social media? Are you provoking any type of sexual thoughts about you because us men we know that that's how we operate and that's how we think right we think with our eyes women think with their hearts often that's why women will say focus on that personality right now we've come to realize something fundamental here is that personality is important okay values are important we've identified those things so therefore we look beyond the looks but we have to choose to look beyond the looks there's a lot of beautiful women that i see on tiktok or instagram or this or that but because my choice is to not sleep with them i choose not to pursue them just because i find them beautiful because I don't see where they add value to me and my place as a man. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So my, my point in all of this is another thing. Preside. What does that mean? To be present. Right? So, so we're running through preside, protect, and provide. Um, so here we are at preside. How present are you? Are you present with your friendships? These are things women can identify in good men. Are you present with your friendships? How are you present at work? How are you present with the things that you are passionate about? How are you pursuing them? And if, if you are being effective in your pursuit of them and achieving goals, whether that be fitness, whether that be developing a social media platform that has good intentions with good purpose, I'm trying to think of a few ideas here. Maybe it's being present at work to afford you the opportunity to move up and develop professionally. Are you taking those steps in your life that are creating this this man who is present in his life? And if he's present here, 
then identifying how he can be present with her. Can he transition from what he has to be present with professionally and transition to be pre being present in the relationship? How well can he communicate? Is he effective in his communication? Is he honest? Does he live his life with integrity? Is he aware where he's failing behind closed doors? And in, is he correcting those things? Is he a man of conviction? If he's a man of conviction, then he's probably correcting those things where he's out of integrity. Where's his heart at? What's his character like? Is he strong? Is he strong with himself? Is he strong with others? Does he call them out when he sees them failing? Does he do it in a loving way? Is it honorable or is he selfish and holds back those thoughts and those ideas to protect those people around him because he doesn't want to hurt their feelings? Maybe a call to action of us men is that we step up and maybe we learn how to effectively communicate where we see somebody being inadequate and we call our friends. You see me do this to you all the time. Is like, Ryan, call me out. I need you to call me out. I got echo chambers of people who will fill my ego. I don't want my ego filled. Don't tell me how great I am. I want you to just be honest with me and say, Levi, what you said was stupid. I want you to say, Levi, while we were on the mats last week and we were doing some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you tried to do this this stupid move on me and your arm was in the wrong, whatever it is. It could be something as simple as that. I expect you to call me out because my friendships with other men are to refine me and make me a better man. So how does he choose his friendships? Is he with other men who are like-minded who want to be better individuals? Or are those people just kind of, eh, whatever, whatever oh, yeah. goes. I think these are things that women can identify in good, equipped men to be leaders in their community, leaders at home, leaders in the family, leaders at church. How well and how effective are you? Those things, man, those things have been running through my mind, and that is fundamentally why I wanted to have this conversation. And I feel like you vocalized it pretty well. Like, I didn't even have to say anything throughout that time. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, I just, honestly, what it is, Ryan, is like, I just, um, I just need somebody to feed off of sometimes on the podcast. It's really a lot of times not just me uh, wanting to sit behind the microphone and just talk the whole time because I really don't want to do that. But one thing that I've recognized being a host is that it is my responsibility to be aware of where you're at on the podcast. If you're like being effective and you're talking, don't interrupt unless there is something fundamental that needs to be pulled out there. When you said a leader, that needed to be talked about. That needed to be effectively communicated because I think it's really, really, really difficult to identify leaders today. And it may just be a lack of awareness from the other end. I, I don't know. Or it may not be something that they're even interested in at all but i think that those things if a man can lead effectively in his independent life then he can be dependable for her 
And so I just wanted to run down that rabbit trip, those rabbit trails, you know, and just express those thoughts and those ideas because obviously on the pursuing truth podcast, what are we doing? Pursuing pursuing truth. truth. (laughs) We're pursuing (laughs) truth. It is not the truth. It is that we hope to identify the truth in the midst of conversations, just real and authentic, whatever it is. Um, and I think that there's been this idea that I have it all made up in my mind of exactly what is and what isn't, what's black and what's white. And I've really tried to be 100% oriented towards curiosity. So my responsibility as a host is to explore where you're at, but be present with you and see when you are kind of like falling off, when the lights are bothering you, when you're not feeling that good, those things. So anything else you wanted to add? And, you know, I've I've been sitting here thinking on it, but I really don't. So there's nothing left unsaid here. Never is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting with Levi. There's nothing ever left unsaid. (laughs) He talks so much. But, um, yeah, again, guys, down in the description of this episode is a link to order cups if you'd like one. Um, I don't make any money on them. Again, I will continually say that, guys. I am here just to inspire conversation and thoughts for yourselves. Um, and I just enjoy it. It's I, like I said, it's, it's therapy for me. I enjoy it. It's, it's my love. It's my passion. And I hope that it inspires something deep within you to seek some fundamental truths within you. So I actually, I do want to say one more thing. Okay. Surprisingly for the guys that, uh, listen to it, like John, Trip, Will, yeah, just anybody that Dalton, I've been in contact Brody, with, like yeah. back when I did social media, like all summer long, I, I do want to apologize that I haven't been like present. And, you know, like John, I ex- I, I've explained to him, like, you know, work has been like mentally draining and I need to be more present. And I need to still have that conversation and be there to talk to you and everything like that. And that's just something that I battle with. with and, and you've been battling. I mean, we don't got to get into it, but you've been battling with some things personally, too, that yeah. have kind of, you know, prevented you from from doing it. And obviously, there's times that I'm I'm the same way. There's things I'm personally dealing with that, like, I can't effectively show up the way that I, I, I'd like. Mm-hmm. And, like... That just excuses, honestly, and I I need to I need to fight through it, and you know, start being more present, and start posting more, start getting back into it. And I've really been wanting to. It just well, you I need to be more motivated. You you add value, you add value here, you add value at work, you add value in your family. And fundamentally, all of us men do. And I think what is important is that continual showing up, resilience through your battles. Do you want to be a warrior in a garden? Or do you want to be a gardener in a war? You definitely want to be a warrior in a garden. Still show up. 
still produce the crop, still be ready to fight the challenges that you're going to experience in your life. So that's what I want to pull from all of this. Still show up, dude. Like, it's not time to give up. It's time to explore and become better. That's what we're called to be as men, and that's what our women deserve, and especially our children and future generations, is that we become better as men fundamentally. And now it's just exploring the ideas and the thoughts and and the actions that we can take to become those men that they need. So I hope this conversation inspired some thoughts in that as maybe you're dealing with your singleness. Obviously, people who have listened to the podcast for an extended amount of time have seen a transition in me. I feel a transition in me. I've, I feel, I've seen it in you. <laughs> I feel, dude, I feel so great. I feel so great. Not that I am great. I just feel great. I feel happy. I feel present. I feel ready to talk to anybody, have a conversation with anyone, impact anyone in any way that I can possibly conjure up in my mind. I just want to be there. I just want to sacrifice and and be that be that man who who shows up. So I've I've been blessed. God has blessed me with all of this. Um has blessed me with a job who or that gives me the money necessary to provide quality content with quality equipment to the people who tune in. So um, with that being said, guys, uh, make sure that you follow me on Spotify so that way you're notified when new episodes come out. Give a rating and review on Spotify. Extremely important when a new person comes to the podcast and they see the ratings, they're like, oh, that looks like something that maybe I do want to listen to. So make sure you leave a rating if you have not. Also, leave a review over on Apple Podcast if you could. And some of you normally listen on Spotify. I track those analytics. You normally listen on Spotify. But if you could, if you have an Apple uh, device, if you could, just hop over to Apple Podcast. And leave, a, leave a review. Leave your thoughts and your ideas. Areas where you think that I could grow. Areas where you think maybe I'm ill-equipped, maybe um, what you think is good about it. Uh, I'd just love to read those things. Also, if you'd like to contact me, all of the links are in the description to all my social media. Contact me any way of your choosing. And uh, you guys have a great rest of your week, and God bless.